actually saw Hitler coming by. Our store was broken in and plundered. Welcome to All of a sudden, I saw Germans. They grabbed me. I managed to get loose and ran back. I could not get out during the daytime. I said, I'm Jewish. The Germans are after me. Can you help me? He said, sure, come in. Wow. Even when I hear his voice, I start to tremble. Uh, I'm very fortunate today to have a, a terrific guest. Uh, she's created a great documentary. Her name is Karen Perlmutter. She's an award-winning scientist, publisher, public speaker, and filmmaker. She's producer, director, writer, and editor of Determined, the Story of a Holocaust Survivor, Avraham Perlmutter. I, I can go on and on about it. She's just such a talented woman. She's got a PhD in electrical engineering. Uh, she, she's a chief scientist and head of an international research and development division of AOL. I mean, uh, she, it goes on and on, but I just, I, uh, it takes my breath away. This film, I just saw this film. And it's based on the book by her father. It's a true story. And uh, you know what? I'm going to open up her mic and bring her in because it, it's so moving. I, I just want to open up her mic. Okay, let's let her talk. Here we go. Uh, Karen? Yes. Are you there? Hi, Nancy. Yes. Hi, Nancy. I, I can't even hear. hear. When I hear your father's voice, I start to tremble again. I just saw <laughs> the movie, and oh, I can't tell you, how, you how touching it is. It's so it's so wonderful, and uh, and the music, too. And I'm gonna, I have a portion of the music we'll play at the end of the show, but... I was so moved. I, I went back a couple of times to watch a scene. Your editing is a, incredible. First off, I thank want to you. Say that. Thank you so editing. much. And and uh, but enough, enough about me. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about you, please. This is such an incredible film, and at such an incredible time. Here I am in seclusion, basically in New York City. And I watch your film, and I'm going, he never gave up. He never gave up hope. This is such an amazing story. So tell us about the film. I know you, you did the book, so tell us, walk us through. Right. Right. Well, you know, the film, it's an inspirational feature-length documentary um, about how my father um, outwitted the Nazis and overcame every obstacle standing in his way um, when he was um, – Ten years old, his life really changed forever when the Nazis entered his hometown in Vienna in 1938. And um, my grandparents, in order to save him, they sent him to the Netherlands. But unfortunately, the Nazis soon followed. And then for the uh, next few years, my father was on the run. He was in hiding. He was caught a few times by the Nazis. But each time he escaped... Um, but in addition to that, he was also uh, helped by a number of strangers. So the story is not just about determination and a remarkable uh, story of survival. It's also about, um, it highlights compassion and tolerance and the courage shown by the non-Jewish Dutch population who helped my father, these strangers who just risked their lives to, to help him. 
it's amazing and and watching it i mean your father is, is i i want to say i mean i know he's your father but he's such a lovely well spoken man but <laughs> yes. his gratitude is is just it just comes right out of it pours out of him he made right. smart I mean, decisions he, and they're so amazing go ahead Right. Um, so he he's always a optimistic person. So he was always focused on the people who helped him rather than the people who tried to kill him. And um, and one of the reasons also um, is we were so close to the Byers family, which was the family who uh, hid my father for over a year. And they're like our family. We communicate and visit with them all the time. Um, in fact, I was WhatsApping with them um, just this morning. Um, and so, yeah, he was, he just always had a very positive perspective and I was very determined he felt an angel of God was watching over him so he always felt well I can go on I can survive and even though it was a very um, difficult time and so and that's why you know we think it's particularly inspirational in these times when people have to be uh, stuck in their houses um, so you know yes. it, it relates to my father's story where he it was a little bit different where he was in hiding also and he couldn't go out but the difference is, of course, that the Nazis were trying to kill him. So if he encountered them, then, you know, um, that would be a much uh, worse thing. But it, it really then the film's messages of determination and resiliency and of helping others in need are, are very relevant um, today. And the fact that he, although he had to live in hiding and constant fear of being caught and with little food for a long time, he emerged from it successfully with the help of strangers and, and was able to have a wonderful life. And so we hope people will be inspired and motivated by the film to oh, persevere oh, during these times. Karen, listen, I, I don't want to give away the whole, I, I felt, I didn't feel I was watching. I want to be honest with you. I did not feel I was watching a documentary. I felt I was watching a movie. <laughs> that it is a movie, but I didn't feel like uh, that. I was I was so in, entranced by it. I was just like I couldn't pull myself away. When you say the isolation, um, could you give our listeners some examples? Because some of them were so amazing. Um, yes. Well, uh, the bed. For, right. Right. The, the, um, well, and, and the, the hole in the ground. For, my father had to hide in a little hole in the ground for a long time, and he couldn't go out. And, and once in once in the evening, once a day, he would go out, you know, just so that um, he could breathe fresh air and whatever. But, uh, yeah, most of the day he was hiding in this little hole. Um, there were red ants and snails, and those were his only companions. And the uh, buyer's family would get would go out and give uh, food to him. Um, the Nazis part of the time were quartered actually in each house in this village and so it was very dangerous for him so that's why he he had to hide in this in this little hole and um he also hid in the stable and under floorboards in in a in a in the bedroom under a bed so in all sorts of different uh, types of hiding places in a hole in a bed under a bed <laughs> i remember that and then also um now i'm going to back up just a little bit karen because you you wrote the book first, correct? Well, uh, yeah, well, uh, my father the started writing the book. The... No, the, so the book okay, came first. So uh, my father started writing the book, and I felt that it really needed to be shared with a larger audience. And so um, I basically took it over and edited it and um, did some more research for it, and I published it. But it's, it is an autobiography, so he wrote it. I just 
took it over and augmented it and um, and published it um, in 2014. And then we also published the uh, the Dutch version with the help of the buyers. That's the, the Dutch family I was mentioning where my father hid out for over a year. Mm-hmm. And um, and then um, since then, my for the last number of years, my father and I, we jointly give talks um, to, we've given talk, talks to thousands of people at schools and museums and other venues, and we do it jointly. Um, I also give the talks independently where um, I give a combination of me speaking and showing video clips of my father speaking. So the natural next step was to make a documentary, you know, where I removed myself from the equation oh, okay. and just had him, you know, uh, tell the story completely. But um, in that way, I was able to have a lot of accompanying photo and video archival material and ha- and add, um, you know, music and also interview some of the people who helped my father. Because um, one of the, uh, I would say, the unique aspects of this film there are many unique aspects, but one thing is that you know we really uh, highlight the people who helped my father and um, and interview some of them as as I mentioned, and so I think that's um, and it, and it highlights the yes. relationship between yes. my family and the buyer's family. So I think that's really special. Oh, it's it's beyond that. Can I ask you now? You know the whole story. You know his because you helped him with the book, and then you you go to do it. As a director, how did you draw that uh, such poignant moments out of your father? I started um, well, to cry at one point. Uh, <laughs> how did you do that? Because you know the story. It's your father, and you're directing it, but you got him to speak so openly and honestly. I mean, my well, heart was beating. Oh, well, thank you. A lot of the, the um, interviews was based on his 1997 Shoah Foundation testimony. Um, it was a multi-hour testimony, and when he was 70 years old, and I felt that was the the best re- best represented um, how he conveyed the story. So I was able to that use that as a basis, um, and I guess he was just able to convey it more more fully, and you know, I um, and was able to take. Um, you know, he's a very dynamic uh, speaker. Even now, he's 92. He's very dynamic when we when we speak to um, museums and, and schools. And he's just able, I mean, what you see is what you get in the sense that he's just a really charming, wonderful person. And I think that's conveyed uh, through <laughs> his interviews. It it definitely is, but I'm giving you credit as a director also. But uh, thank it you. Was just it was just so great, and it was thank not you. just like it was one story. I mean, because it started as you said when he was ten, and watching right. his family, you know, right. horrible things, and right. then but it was till he was. Let's see. He was in the, was it seventeen? Until he was seventeen, right? And it's really the right. It's his whole life story, which I think is really important uh, because he. It's not just about the Holocaust. Um, it's what he went through and how he was able to emerge from it um, and have a, a wonderful life afterwards. And I think that really makes it inspirational. It also starts off as a little bit of an action adventure story. And one of the reasons is because this was also geared for younger audiences. And so I wanted it to be, I mean, of course, this is his story, my father's story, but I wanted it to be engaging to the younger viewers as well. When my father and I speak, we've spoken uh, anywhere from 
fourth grade to nine years old and above. And so um, I really had younger viewers in mind to make sure that the film was also accessible to oh, them definitely. so that they would be able to absorb, you know, his important messages about helping others in need, of getting an education, of being determined to overcome obstacles in their life. And that's why I also purposely avoided really graphic Holocaust imagery in the film. So we allude to it in terms of, oh. you know, the people who died yes. um, so that they can understand the scope of the Holocaust. But we didn't, I didn't want to have really graphic yes. imagery so that way kids can still process it, the, the messages and the story without being traumatized by it. And as I mentioned also to, that's why I had the, try the action adventure component to engage them in the beginning. Uh, my father was, you know, a very mischievous child. And so I think, and we, and I also see when we give talks, how that really yes. resonates with the younger audience as well. So, um, yeah, I really tried to. His survival, um, his survival instincts alone, his survival, not listening, being a young child, basically. I mean, he did have a bar mitzvah. He, that yes. was in the documentary. Yes. But he, he yes. made decisions that I. Right. What, what 11 year old, 12 year old could make. Right. Decision. People always. Right, one right. People escapes, point that out. That, one of his escapes. Right. Yeah. Right, that he was so, able to yeah, have the courage. Right, the courage and the determination, yeah. just right, make the the right intelligent decisions in order to save his life. And you see that over and over where he's making the, the correct decisions. And he just had, uh, like I said, the determination and the courage to to know what he needed to do, So, which is you know, quite impressive. And, and I want to get in here, Karen, um, because for more information, they can go to www.determinedstory.com dot com www.determinedstory.com I I think you're you're a lot like your father in that you you don't <laughs> uh, I'm trying to pay you compliments here <laughs> the thank directing, you the editing yes and thank I you I appreciate it like yes <laughs> I mean yeah but from when we from when I first started working on the well when I first started hearing my father's story and then right, working on the book you know I always envisioned how the story would be in my mind and so the documentary was really the opportunity for me to convey it in the way I wanted it to be conveyed. Um, you know, when we give the talks, um, it's only usually about 40-something minutes, and, you know, I can't incorporate all these other elements. So I was very excited to be able to finally, um, you know, like I said, convey the story um, how I envisioned it. So, yeah, thank you. Oh, it it is very good. And and uh, can I ask you because I remember in one part where he said he had to leave, he had to escape, and he left all of his pictures. How did you manage to get all the the photographs of these people and and of him even? Because he said he lost everything at one point. Right, right. So a combination of different um, in a, in a combination of different ways. Um, some examples. I started combing different archives online. Uh, from museums and, and other places. And because I knew uh, some of the, the details of my father's story, for example, that he was in refugee camp Drybergen in 1939. So I started Googling that, and I come across different sites that talked about that. For example, there was this one website called Dokin.nl that talks about all the kinder transport children. The kinder transport was 
the children's train that parents would send their kids on to countries for safety. Um, a lot of the countries, almost all countries, wouldn't let the Jews in, but some allowed children in, and the Netherlands was one. And so I found this one site that talked about all the kinder transport children that went to the Netherlands, and I contacted. And the site had actually just gone up two weeks before I found it, and I contacted the um, person who put it up, and she's actually a a researcher at the National Institute of War Documentation in Amsterdam, and she was able to supply me with a number of of documents and other information about my father. And also on that site and others, I would scan photos, and I would look and see if anybody looked like my father. And if they did, I would, I would go to him and say, oh, is this you? And he'd look, and he said, yes, that's me. <laughs> I'd say, great, it's going in. So, you know, sometimes it was um, like that. And also, it was um, amazing some of, that you just, found the uh, the, the yes. soccer picture. Um, right, exactly, and that's right, and that's exactly how I found uh, that one because um, I, like I said, I knew the details, and I and I scanned through that, uh, and I knew he was on the soccer. He loves playing soccer. Um, he used to play in the streets of Vienna, and he was actually uh, my soccer coach at AYSO, and so I knew he loved <laughs> soccer. And so when I saw a soccer a, a photo of a soccer team, I said, oh, he must be in that one, and he was. So, um, And I liken it to um, like a, it's a treasure hunt, and any time you find a photo, it's like finding a piece of gold. So it's very, um, it, it's very exciting. And also we had a few relatives that, survived so I contacted them and I went through their photo albums and I was very happy to find um, like even one photo of a person. There was one uh, particular uh, relative who unfortunately was killed in Auschwitz and I really wanted, there was no picture of her I could find and finally I, I was able to find it. My relative had one photo of her and I was so excited that you know that I, I, I found Aww. her. And, but unfortunately some photos I wasn't able to find of certain relatives, and I, you know, I scoured the internet, and and you know, as I said, contacting relatives and contacting museums, and sometimes I I wasn't as fortunate, but you know, sometimes I I was, and and as I mentioned, it's time well, went it's by more. Great, and, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's great, and you know what I really like because, and and I do some editing myself, not as professional as you, but I do editing, and you brought. I don't know if it's Ken Burns' effect or what it is, but you brought those photos to life as yeah, part so of the Ken movie. Burns effect. I, it was Ken Burns? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah the Ken Burns I, effect. I yes. yes, but mm-hmm. by using that, and I, got, I have to mention the music. Steve oh, Chesney, mm-hmm. is, am I saying his name yes. correctly? Yes. How did you yes. find him? The music is... What? The whole movie is just yes. incredible. But well, I, how did you find Yes. That? Well, I knew the music would be a very important component of the documentary in terms of enhancing my father's story and his emotional impact. And um, and my nephew, his piano teacher was actually the wife of Steve. And so that's how I found out about Steve, that, you know, the the husband of my nephew's piano teacher was this multi-award-winning, um, very experienced composer. So I reached out to him for advice on the music, and after our first conversation, he offered to compose the music, and I said, great. And then it was a wonderful collaboration. Um, you know, it was... Um, Really, he was very um, accommodating in terms of, you know, uh, us working together and really, um, 
getting the music to uh, to how I envisioned it. Um, there are a number of, of themes to the music. Uh, for example, um, the, the triumphant theme, um, which is uh, what won um, for it, the Garden State Film Festival, um, bestowed it the Best Orchestration from a Documentary Award, which we were pleased about. Wow. And um, that's about that. The theme is about overcoming obstacles and succeeding, but also um, knowing that my father had to go through hardships and losses in order to um, achieve that. And so all of that is encompassed in that triumphant theme. And we also have you know, all sorts of different other themes, um, um, a, a mischievous theme, a playful theme. Theme, a sad theme, a heroic theme. Whenever um, you know, my father talks about, or the film talks about the people who helped him, or like the determination theme, which is for the title sequence, and when my father makes those very important decisions that save his life. And so it was really a collaborative, yes. uh, collaborative effort. And um, yeah, I was really pleased with 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 Such how it uh, played out. Use. You really. That's again the director and the editor. But I want to tell you what the scariest sound in that whole movie was to me. You want, you want to know what that is? Mm-hmm. The marching boots. Oh, right. Yes, yes, yes. And purposely so, yeah. I limited the number of, uh, right, exactly, of sound effects so that, would, that the ones that I used would be more, uh, have more impact. And, and my father always talked they about did. the marching boots. Yeah, even when in um, yes, in the talks that we talk about uh, that we give at schools and museums, he always talks about the marching boots because that's how he knew when the Nazis were coming and he was able to hide. So that was something that really sticks in his mind even to today. It's in my mind still. Still, when I hear every time that came on, I shifted in my chair. Oh no, they're close. Oh no! Yes. Every time that came on, I was so. It yes. is really well done. It's really well done. And I thank what are your you. Future plans for determined. What are your future plans? Uh, yeah, well, we plan to show it to a number of film festivals once. <laughs> I mean, right, the uh, Garden State Film Festival is actually virtual, so it will be uh, playing this Sunday. But um, we also are planning to show it at a number of other ones once, you know, people are able to gather again. Um, it's uh, going to be playing in Houston and L.A., among others. And um, we'll be showing it in theaters in a few key cities around the country and internationally. It's already planned to show in the Netherlands, um, in a few different places, including in the city next to the village where my father hid out. And so we're very excited about that. Unfortunately, that just got postponed because of the, the you know, COVID-19. Of course, yeah. Um, well, and I'm uh, very important. Being holed up in my apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, that. Yes, but uh, very important also is educational distribution because our hope is to show the film to as many schools and universities as possible. Um, because, you know, oh, as, my, as I mentioned, my father's story and his messages, it's really important for the younger generation. And especially during their uh, teenage years, that's when people form their their uh, moral and ethical values. And so, you know, the the concept about helping others, we really think it's important to instill it. And, and this, I think this film does ac- accomplish that. So uh, we, we do plan to um, distribute it to schools, and I also have yes. an accompanying study guide so that students can explore various topics oh. of the film in more depth. Awesome. Hey, where can they, uh, if anyone's listening, wants to learn more about the film and the book, where, where can they go? Yes, so the website, DeterminedStory.com, D-E-T-E-R-M-I-N-E-D, S-T-O-R-Y dot com. And we also have a Facebook page. It's called uh, Determined Book. Oh, good. Yes, yeah, so D-E-T-E-R-M-I-N-E-D-B-O-O-K. 
and on both of those, we always list uh, whenever we give talks or something related to the film or to the book. Um, on the website, also we have the the trailer. Um, so, and we also have the the music um, that that won the award. That's on the on the website as well. If if people want to. Uh, I don't know if you're planning to play that, but or if people want to listen to it oh, on, no, I, on their own time, yeah, they can yeah, listen to it. Great. Yes, Steve Chesney. I'm going to play it at, at the uh, the finale of the show. This is going so fast and so well that I feel I, I want to give you um, uh, my quote from What's the Buzz New York right now, a truly exciting, uplifting, and moving testament to hope, faith, and humanity. See this film. I really that's, think people should see this. Well, that's and beautiful. I love that Thank you, you so the much. Violence. Uh, there's no violence yeah. in it. That 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 it, it, but the survival and just the hope and humanity, the hope and humanity, and that your father, he could have gone to the wrong person at any moment. That's and right. His people ask that were sometimes. So amazing. Yeah. Right. Right. How that he was he able know? to. Right. He just, uh, I guess, a good judge of character, you know, that he was able to go up to a stranger, um, and that stranger luckily wanted to help him rather than turn him in. So, again, it's just good instincts and good judgment, um, just made the right decision. I think decision. what your father said the most, most true, was the most true was that he had angels. I think yes. he had somebody protecting him because, and then for from him to you, and, and not only that, your father was a very smart man. I want to yeah. I don't be remiss if we don't mention him in this in all of this. And I am I saying that is it Abraham? Yes, Abraham. Am mm-hmm. I pronouncing it right? Abraham right, Kramer? right. Okay. Right, because because just if, briefly as we wind down the show, tell because that that's just like I said it's a couple movies in it, but right. when what he did next Right. What so, he became. Right. So even though even though he only had a sixth grade education because you know he, the schools were closed, he was on the run and in hiding. He was ultimately able to get a PhD in aeronautical engineering and um, you know be have a, a successful business and even get a scientific and technical academy award for one of his inventions. So it's very um, Tell I guess, impressive. That that is, cause my, his invention mm-hmm. was. Oh, the image, it was an image stabilization. Yes, it was an image stabilization device, kind of like the Steadicam of Sony and Panasonic, but done way before 1969, 1970, uh, was when, you know, he he received the award. And so even though he didn't have uh, middle school or high school or anything like that, he was able to go on and, um, you know, first of all, for an undergrad, undergrad, do it in three years, and and then eventually getting his PhD. So yes, that that's very um, he, admirable, a, and it tells we, we people. We must mention this man. He's brilliant. But not only that, he managed to during the course of all this learn four or five languages uh, right. while he was that, chess. Right. And he was yes. just constantly learning, and just constantly right. that not giving up, that the constantly learning aspect of it. And can you believe, oh, my gosh, the time has flown. You've been a great guest on the show. Listen, everyone, go to www.determinedstory.com, www.determinedstory.com for more information. I'm going to Facebook friend you right now, and we're going to go out on Steve Chesney's uh, beautiful Triumph. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you for being a guest today. Thank Thank you. you. You're a great guest, and it's a great film. And I hope you get tons of awards because I love it. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Bye.
Bye. urge you all to see this film. It is exciting. It's moving. Uh, don't think documentary in the sense it's just, it's entertaining. It's everything. This has been What's the Buzz in New York with your host, Ricardo, and our guest today, Karen Perlmutter. Determine the story of a Holocaust. Check it out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.